Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so glad you're here. Let's get to it. Today, we are talking about 10 money lessons that I wish I would have learned when I was young. Do you wish you would have learned that? I probably oh. still need to learn some of these money uh, lessons. Yeah, I mean, we're all work in progress, right? Right. So yeah, this is, comes from an article that I did not write, but... I want to go through those. He's got a lot of good points here. And I, just, if you are young, if you're old, if you have a young child, I think there's going to be a lot of value here. Young so, child or maybe like a college age kid, high yeah, school, college. not a three-year-old, not quite there yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll do another podcast episode for the three-year-olds. So number one on this list is inflation. I think understanding inflation is something that's pretty important. It's really timely right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did a really good interview with Chuck Bentley. Mm-hmm. I think I was on that too, right? Yeah, so we did a podcast, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 podcasts ago with him talking about inflation. That was kind of before we started seeing inflation, which is funny to go listen to that now because inflation rates are currently um, 6.8% is, I think, the latest CPI, um, consumer price index, inflation numbers that I've heard. And that's that's a lot. So the gist of it is like inflation in the U.S. is normally around 2 to 3%, but now it's spiking up. And that just means that our money is being eroded. The, the spending power of our money is So it means disappearing. it's value at less. Yeah, so this basically. is the whole idea of being able to buy a 15-cent burger at McDonald's in the 50s, and then now it's a lot more. Or, so is this compared to prices outside the U.S., or what is it compared to? The 6.8? Yeah. I think it's year over year. So go back a year from now. And everything costs 6.8% less? More. Well, a year ago, yes, 8% yes, less. Yes, exactly, okay, sorry. exactly, exactly. So the point is, is that over the last year, things have gone up about 6.8%, which okay. normally it's 2 to 3%. So, Jeez Louise, that feels like a lot. So it is a lot, and especially if it just continues to increase, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why it's important, because if you have money sitting under your mattress for the last year, you have lost 6.8% of your spending power from that. And so it's 6.8% less valuable than it was a year ago. So why do you wish you would have learned about this when you were younger? Uh, How would that have helped you? Well, I think in general, just understanding, I mean, because, yeah, a lot of people are learning about it now that it's going up. Mm -hmm. But in general, we just want to be aware that when we have money sitting in cash, that we're losing value on it. And then with savings rates right now being terrible, about half a percent, even if you're getting a half percent on that, if inflation is 6.8%, then you're still going backwards by 6.3%. So that money in a savings account is just being eroded away. Well, and even in a normal year, you're still going down. Yeah, even in a normal year, but especially now it's really amplified. Right. And so that's why just being focused on, if you have extra cash laying around to get it invested in something that outpacing gotcha. inflation. So if so you're trying you're to saying. yeah, if you're Go trying invest. to save for retirement or something, you don't want to be doing that in a savings account because it'll you'll be going backwards. Right. You're not going forward. Whereas if you can get something in a good S&P 500 index fund or something that can keep pace with inflation rates um, or at least in that direction, it's going to be really valuable. Another tool we use um, is Fundrise, which is some crowdfunded real estate. Acorns is another. There's a lot of different tools we use. And we go into a lot more of this and how to start investing in our 10x investing course. So check that out if you are interested. But point is, 
we want to be in a position where, you know, we're not having all of our money eroded away by inflation. Gotcha. So that's number one. Number two, good debt versus bad debt. Okay. Personally, we don't have any debt, so I don't really like any debt. So it's all good debt um, for us. No, it's, <laughs> it's none. We have none. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. Good okay. debt is no right. debt. Yeah. There's a lot of people who will define bad debt as maybe credit cards, maybe payday loans, something like that. And good debt being maybe a mortgage or some you know real, real estate, estate investing where you're okay. leveraging it to earn more. And there's some mathematical you know advantages there, and some people crushing it with real estate uh, using. Well, yeah, because our accountant was mad at us when we paid off our house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's a whole other thing we can get into. Because there's tax advantages um, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like mathematically, it wasn't the best move for us to pay off our house, but it's not a math problem, you know, for us. And he it's was like, also like, have more kids. <laughs> and we were like, nah. <laughs> Says the single guy with no kids. Anyway, point <laughs> is, you know, I prefer no debt, but, but I think understanding, if nothing else, the difference between good debt and bad debt. So bad debt being something where it's like, I just want it faster. I want it now. I want 10 pair of shoes now. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to put this on a credit card or whatever. And then I'm going to be paying for it for the next three years. That falls in the category of bad debt. Pretty much everyone I've never universally done that. agrees I was on that. so smart about that. You're so smart. <laughs> anyway, number three on our list here is cryptocurrency. Mm, something this, I still don't understand really either. This is a whole nother one that we could spend a lot of time talking. And I've been getting a lot of questions about this. And so I'm probably going to create a course on it, I think. Mm-hmm. Just kind of going in, you know, showing what we've been doing, what I've learned, because I've been studying about the last two years pretty intensely. And I'll say this, there's a lot of people who still are dismissing cryptocurrency. Right. The whole thing is really similar. When you look at Everything about it, it's really similar to the internet in the 90s. I think that's interesting. And there's a lot of people who are dismissing it, just there were a lot of people in the mid-90s who were dismissing the internet as just some passing fad. And we all know how that turned out. Right. right. So everything we do is on the internet. You know, (laughs) so I think that's the thing to think about here is just be aware, pay attention. You know, I'm not, if you don't want to invest in anything, you know, buy any coins, like that's fine. That's completely fine. But I think being aware of what's going on will be beneficial for you. I think it's always beneficial for us to learn and to be mm-hmm. aware of what is going on around us. I mean, even just to watch it for the entertainment benefit of sure. it. Because it is quite a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's. I um, mean, what a, the Bitcoin, it started out at obviously zero, but yeah, like, no, what's the, the roller I mean, coaster been like? It's, you know, so I, I'm trying to think like in 2017 or 18, I think it Bitcoin reached a high of like about $19,000. And then, over the next year, dropped down to about 3000 Over a year. And then went back up and then came back down. And then now it went up to 67000 oh Now I gosh. think it's at like 46000 at the time of recording. Anyway, so it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And that's Bitcoin. That's one of the more stable right. um, cryptocurrencies. So there's no doubt that it's a roller coaster. There's no doubt there's a lot of hype in the whole cryptocurrency space. But at the end of the day, like that's exactly what was going on with the internet in the 90s and the dot-com stocks and all this stuff. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of hype, but if you can see the long term, the big picture and see beyond that, I think there's something here that is going to be around. I think this is a game-changing thing yeah. uh, that 20 years from now, we'll be looking back at it just like we look at the internet now. Yeah. All that to say, I wouldn't dismiss it. I would be paying attention and start there. All right. Number four on the list is to invest early. Okay. This is really important. Right. 
I mean, I think somebody told me this when I was, I think I had my first real job besides babysitting, you know, and somebody was saying, if you save this much a month right now, when you yeah. retire, you'll have a million dollars or something else. Like, no, like, I want to go to the I was movies. like, that's awesome. <laughs> but nah. Yeah. And that's, you know, pretty pretty much standard operating um, procedure for being in your teens and your 20s. And I had a millionaire mentor who at age 23 kind of finally knocked some sense into me to get a hold of this. And I'm mm. really thankful that he did because I took action on this at age 23. And we're now seeing a lot of the fruit of that. And I'm really thankful mm. that that I had someone step in to offer this wisdom. You know, and one like just basic framework to kind of think about this through if you are in your 20s. So if you're in your 20s, this is a really rough math, rough estimate here, but every dollar that you have now can be worth $16 you know, at age, at retirement age for you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're investing in your 20s. If you go to your 30s, every dollar that you have uh, might be worth about $8 when you retire. And each decade on, it just gets reduced to less and less. So the point is, right. if you start now at an early age, you're at such an advantage over even 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road starting then. And everyone pushes it off. Everyone says, no, I'll do it later. I'll do it later when it's more convenient, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, well, I mean, the thing that's hard, I think, when you're young and this is getting easier as we get older. Like we both turned 40 this year. So if you're listening and you're in your 20s, like the thing is, is you're, you have a lot more life to live. And as you live that life, you're going to look back and think about time a whole lot differently than you do now. When I was in my 20s, everything was, what's going to be the best for right now? I'm just trying to get ahead for right now. I'm just trying to make my car payment, whatever. Yeah. But now looking back, we're like, oh, but we see that we had so much more time to put towards paying off the car and I wish we would have invested at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Instead of just seeking pleasure for the moment. And and in hindsight, you can see that, oh, well, that would have just worked out. That wasn't that big of a deal. Right. It kind of seemed like a big deal, reason not to invest $100 that month, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't. Right. You know? So- yeah, if you can grab a hold of that, and, and again, you don't have to be in your 20s. It's the same thing, your 30s, 40s, your 50s. Just start as soon as you can. The point yeah. is the earlier the better. Time is your biggest ally when it comes to getting, to really growing your money mm-hmm. in an investment. Yeah. With all that out of the way, let's go to number five. Number five, your money mindset. Mm-hmm. This is this is so powerful. This is right. really important. And, and I think the thing about it is that most of us don't realize that we have all these beliefs that we've accepted. Based off of our parents and their situation. Just how we were raised, the the, yeah. the community that we were in. Right. Like, we have all de- developed beliefs about money and really about a lot of different things. but And they all have come from all these external factors. And the thing is, is we don't even realize that we're operating with these mindsets yeah. and with these beliefs because it's just how we've always done. Mm-hmm. To be able to step outside of that and to actually evaluate those beliefs and question them and to consider new ones, it's really, really powerful. Like it's it's game changing. This is one of the most important things about improving your financial life and your mm-hmm. financial health. And so one little example for me, I grew up just believing that everyone has a car payment. Like you just always Their have a whole car lives. payment. Like I, I, the same for you're me. You're just, you're middle class. You just always have a car payment. That's right. the way it's going to be. And so, you know, what you do, you go get your car payment, get your car, you drive it for the next three or four years. Hopefully it doesn't blow up before then. And mm-hmm. then you trade it in. On the next one, you just keep this cycle going over and over again. And so you are always putting out two, three, four hundred dollars a month towards a car payment. Mm-hmm. And once we broke out of that and got our first car paid off and didn't go trade it in, 
but had an extra two or three hundred dollars every month. I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. Like, the car is still there. It hasn't blown up. Like, why wouldn't we continue doing this? And we can yeah. just put that in a savings account and start saving up for our next car and then buy our next car with cash. Yep. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And then we bought the next car with cash and we bought the last, what, three or four cars with cash. Mm-hmm. But had we continued under that with that same mindset that we had before, that same belief system that right. you always have a car payment, we would have never done that. Yeah. And we'd still have a car loan, you know? Right. So how do you think people can get out of that mindset? Well, I think listening to an awesome podcast like this one All is right. a great start. <laughs> but I think that the the point is getting around people, getting people in your head who are thinking about it differently than you. Mm-hmm. You know, so not the normal voices of your five friends or whatever. You know, a lot of people have said this a lot of different ways, but you become the people that you spend the most time with. Right. And so your friends, your circle of friends, like you become them. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to change who you become, adjust who you're spending the most time with. And that doesn't mean throw all your friends to the curb. But what you can do (laughs) is you can listen to podcasts or you can read books from people who are so brilliant Mm -hmm. and so smart about all these different topics. And, And that's why reading is one of my absolute favorite things. I think it's like... One of the greatest bargains and steals on earth is that yeah. you can find the the best people in the entire world at a given thing, and you can learn from them. You can get their entire life's work for $15. Right. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Because, yeah, we were talking about this. It's like the book that we're writing, I think you know we're probably writing a book. Our book's coming out April 26th. 26th. Get, re- get your wallets ready. Our life's work for <laughs> it $15. It really is, though. Like, I, I it feel is. like- We've been working on this book the last two and a half years, and we've been putting it into these bite-sized chunks, like these little chapters of how can we communicate this the best, of all these things that we've realized and come to understand, how can it be in these bite-sized chunks that other people can quickly understand and apply, you know? And so it's not just like when you go get somebody's book, it's not just like gaining a little bit of information. I'm telling you, I feel like there's so much wisdom in these books because it's been years and years of testing and living out to get to, you know, what they finally ended up with in the book. Yeah, and sure, there's some books that are better than others and do this better. But in many cases, you have some of the best and brightest people in the world on any given topic who are taking everything they've learned and pouring it into this little package you can get for $15. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, when you're reading a book, you're listening to, you're hearing someone else's, you're seeing someone else's perspective Mm -hmm. on something and you have the opportunity to allow that to affect your thinking, your mindset. Right. You know, of course, the Bible, the Word of God, allowing that to shape Each. your beliefs right. rather than your past, rather than your failures, rather than mm-hmm. all these different things. But those are a few ways that, yeah, you can really start changing your money mindset. Yeah. All, all right. right. Number six, six. Ask questions about money because money is not taboo. This it should not one. be taboo. Yeah. I mean, we've we've been talking about this a lot recently because you've said – People don't like talking about money. <laughs> it's just such a funny thing, though. Here we are making a living out of trying to help people, you know, learn about money. Talking about money. Here we but are. I think this was true for me. I mean, I remember back when I was, before we got married, and I was just so embarrassed because I thought I should know everything about money, but I really didn't. Yeah. And so I got myself into a bad position, and I didn't even know how to ask for help at that point. Because I was embarrassed because I thought the whole topic was taboo. But when well, and I there's think so many about, families that don't talk about money. Yeah. And they even say, we don't talk about money in this household. Mm. That's really common. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's a it's a tragedy. It's it a, is tragedy a tragedy because 
as kids grow up, it's, we're figuring this out on our own and it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. And it's so much harder. I mean, I look at my, when I think about learning something new, I look at my children and this is how it is all through their childhood and even beyond. I think even as adults, this, this is the pattern that we go through. Learning something new takes a long time. So you think about a child learning to walk, a little baby learning how to walk. Like it takes them so long to muster up the strength and courage to just stand there on their own, you know, much less take a step. And then they yeah. take a step and then they fall. And then so they get up and they do it again. Like they, they're not bothered by the fact that they keep failing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they're not embarrassed that they tried to take a step and it made them fall. They just keep going. And I feel like along the way, growing up, we get embarrassed over failing over things, and it's yeah. actually not embarrassing at all. It's it's really it's part of the process. Of the it's process. how you find success. It's by going through failure after failure after yeah. failure. And we have to do it. We have to go through it. And so, I yeah. Anyway, this is just one of those things to me. But especially in a home, talk to your kids. Money if you have should kids, not be taboo. Yeah, it should be something that you're talking about regularly. Because the fact of the matter is, we're all using money. Yeah, all of us. We can either do it really well or we can do it really bad. If somebody never learns how to walk, you know what I mean? If they never see anyone else walking, then how can they do it properly? I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's be an example and also don't be afraid to talk about it. We should normalize talking about money. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you have to tell everybody your salary or anything weird like that, but we're all managing it. So we might as well talk about it. Right. All right. Number seven is go long. Just thinking long-term versus short-term with your spending, right? Mm -hmm. And I think as a young person, whatever, teenager, (laughs) 20-something, as a youth, (laughs) I was... uh, I had a teacher that would call us young people. She would go, young people, listen. Did you like that? (laughs) No, I thought it was so weird. (laughs) Did you call her old people? (laughs) She was only 35 or something. She was younger than I am now. So, yeah, I think in my 20s, I, yeah, I struggled just like a lot of us did or do, just thinking long term about everything because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, just you're talking about, well, should I open a Roth IRA or go to the movies or buy the new iPhone? Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, I've posted a couple of these things on Instagram where if you would have bought the iPhone when it first came out, whatever it cost you X amount of dollars, if you would have invested that same amount of money in Apple stock that same time now and like how it would be worth $50,000 or $100,000 <laughs> or something. And, and that's short-term Ooh. versus long-term thinking. Yeah. And it doesn't mean don't get the iPhone. Right. It just means have some, some foresight to right. see beyond just the immediate, just the current. Mm-hmm. And that's a really powerful thing that the sooner you get that as I- a young people – the better um, you're going to be. But the other thing is we are eternal beings. Like, yeah. This is another thing that we need to think about is sometimes it's like, well, I, gosh, I don't even know how I'm going to buy groceries next week. But the other thing that we need to be thinking about is how is God looking at this? Like yeah. how can we, if we're spending eternity in heaven, what does that look like to have the foresight for, you know, yeah. storing up treasures in heaven? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because I think that's one of the things. All of our world's approach to managing money is from a long-term perspective of 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. But as eternal beings, yeah, we should be thinking eternally with the money that we have in our care to manage Mm -hmm. while we're on earth. And so there's a lot of power there. Yeah. Number eight, invest in yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Also, another one that um, if I go back and talk to my 20-year-old self. What would you say? I, w- I would definitely say invest in yourself. And what I mean by that is kind of going back to the book thing, invest in education. Buy all the books you can. Buy the courses that are going to help you improve your life. You know, so I'm buying courses all the time. I'm buying books all the time. It well, is- and also spend your time on that too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So investing money, but also time on these things that are going to make me better mm-hmm. or improve me in some way. Right. And when I read a book, like I'm looking for a nugget. And so pretty much any book that comes across my path that I'm remotely interested, I just buy it. And we have a, you know, pretty big budget for education because... And a library over No, there. you can't see a lot see of it. a little bit. So we're here. Anyway. <laughs> pretty big budget for education because I want to keep growing. And I know that I can learn one thing in a book or in a course that I take. And that one thing, I can carry that for the rest of my life and get benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just I'm reading it now or I'm taking this course now just to get some short-term benefit. But, you know, I could learn how to do this thing. You know, this was how it was for investing for me. I'm so glad I started then Mm -hmm. because as soon as I started and as soon as I started. I'm glad you did too. (laughs) Yeah. Like I started learning about all this. And these are skills that I can now take and carry for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, in the same way with anything. It doesn't have to be financial related, but like cooking. Like I've spent a lot of time learning how to cook food. And because I'm like, if I'm going to be on this earth, we're going to be cooking meals for 60, 70 years. Like why not get kind of good at it? And so I can have much better food for all those decades rather than just having mediocre food for my whole life. Again, something I've benefited from. You've definitely benefited from this, but I have too. But anyway, my point is you can learn something and carry that with you for the rest of your life. And that just gets me really excited. Mm -hmm. So anyway, invest in yourself. Number nine, buying secondhand items. Okay. Uh, Coming back to the mindset thing we were just talking about, I had a mindset of secondhand. That's just for poor people. Poor people buy secondhand. I don't buy secondhand. I mean, I almost had some pride about it where it's yeah. like, I, didn't, I don't want someone's hand-me-downs. But then it became cool to buy thrift, to go to thrift stores. <laughs> then it became cool to thrift. But but I'm not even talking about thrift stores. Like <laughs> just using eBay and using Facebook yeah. Marketplace or any of these other apps where you can buy something used. Like when I'm buying something now, I'm always asking this question, can I just buy this used? It's Mm -hmm. like, all right, these microphones, can I find these used? You know, Mm -hmm. whatever the thing is. Anyway, yeah, if I'm going to buy something new, and it doesn't make sense for everything, but why not look to see if I can possibly get it used and save a whole bunch of money? I've been doing that with the kids. I really like the little hunter boots for my kids. I just think they're so cute. And they love them. It's easy for them to put them on and everything. Yeah, and they're probably like sixty or seventy dollars new. Yeah, and, probably buy them and for I do have three pair that I've passed down to the kids. But yeah, once those run out, <laughs> I'm buying them on eBay, yeah. and it's great. And there's certainly some clothing items that I'm not going to buy used under any circumstances. But but the point is, there are a lot of things He's where about underwear. He's talking about underwear. <laughs> There's a lot of things where it just makes a little bit of sense. Can you imagine, though? Do you think anybody's selling that stuff? Uh, let's go on eBay. Underwear. Should we do it right now? Yeah, let's do it right, right now. Let's go see if anybody's let's selling see. used underwear on eBay. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take you for a journey here. Mm-hmm. I know you can't see the screen, but let me say. <laughs> underwear. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, we found some things <laughs> that maybe we shouldn't have seen. All right. So <laughs> I encourage you not to do this search on eBay. It is not. It's not what you think, guys. <laughs> this is not the There's search you want to do. Long underwear. EBay. We'll just we'll just leave it there. Anyway, that's a r- very crazy tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. All right. <laughs> oh. 
All right, number 10. On Let's the just keep moving. Let's just keep moving on. Okay. All right, number 10 on the list is to plan your retirement now. <laughs> Similar to getting investing early. I don't feel like this is completely different. But, yes, but I will say all. this. Like, as a young person, young people, <laughs> as we were saying, I don't know. Retirement just seems so infinitely far away that yeah. like, it seems ah. like you have forever. Like, investing like was a little more interesting to me, time. but retirement just seems so far away that's i don't what's the point that's just that's for old people like i, I remember thinking that you know now here you are yeah 40 years old but it's the same <laughs> it's the same point the same point of time is your greatest ally mm-hmm. and so honestly there are so many of these calculations where you can see somebody who's age 20 to 25 who will invest two thousand dollars in their roth ira for five years and not do a single thing after that. And then you'll take somebody who's 35 and who will invest $2,000 per year all the way up to retirement age. And then the 20-year-old comes out ahead. Like calculations like that. I don't have the exact numbers. But the point is, is that type of thing, like time is the factor. Time is the number one thing. And that's why if you are young, like heed this wisdom, heed this advice. Young people, listen. Listen, young people, (laughs) do this. You know, and again, and even if you're our age, we're in the middle now, we're 40. A little bit older, a little bit younger still. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just do it now Just if you haven't it done it. Yeah, it's absolutely worth Now's it. Now's the time. So those are the 10. We'll put a link to this article if you want to check it out and yeah. read more of it in the uh, description and stuff. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If listening. you haven't given us a review on iTunes, we Please would do. love it if you would. It would mean out. a lot to us. And if you haven't gotten our email list, be sure to do that. Seedtime.com forward slash subscribe. We share all of our best stuff there, all of our best tips in that newsletter. And yeah, and it's awesome. All right. It's awesome. It's awesome. And we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Doing our best. All right. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. See ya.